Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talkin' Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're going to talk about Ted Lasso, Season 2, Episode 8, Man City. (laughs) Maybe the... Is it too much to say it's like the most pivotal episode? (laughs) (laughs) No, it is not too much to say that at all. Um, so we're going to spoil this episode, anything before it, we might get into some later season two, season three stuff at the end. So once we're done talking about the episode, you haven't watched ahead, that's your cue to check out. Um, all right. So, uh, I had a tough time coming up with a question for this one, but since it opens with Dr. Sharon getting in an accident, I was like, huh. That's happened to me a lot in my life. Have you ever been in a bad accident? Um, I don't know that it's like a bad, bad one, but I've definitely been in uh, a, a couple like car accidents. One, most of them are more like fender benders, but there was, but there was one that was a little, a little bit more than that. But yeah. Yeah, I I've had like four. Oh no. <laughs> that were. Only one was like, go to the hospital. Um, And and it just wound up, I needed stitches and had to walk with crutches for a while because my uh, front end of my car was so smashed up, the dashboard was in my knees. Oh, geez. So, um, but uh, yeah, almost, well, not every car, three of, two or three of them have crapped out, but all the cars I've owned in my life, most of them have wound up with someone seriously like damn near killing me and it is such a fucking scary experience i can imagine oh um twice it was head on oh my god (laughs) so um or practically head on like i once i was turning and someone was going like so ridiculously ridiculously fast i was like oh i'm turning left I'm fine. I've got the green. They're like forever away. And I start going and they're just on top of me. Like they were going like uh, 70 and a 30 or something like that. Oh. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I was lucky I didn't die. Yeah. Um, and, but I got the, the at fault. <laughs> what? I didn't yield the oncoming traffic. But they were. <clears throat> but oncoming could, traffic. Couldn't, couldn't prove it. Oh, no. I, yeah. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> there is a very big difference between car wrecks at 70, 80 miles an hour versus car wrecks at 30 miles an hour. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it like took off the front end of my car. <laughs> I mean, physics says otherwise. They're just lazy. Yeah. Um, uh, and once it was, um, I was on the highway. This was not too long ago like five years ago and I I was going a little fast like 70 but I was keeping up with traffic and I was in the far left lane and this lady was not paying attention and just got over on top of me and so like I spun out hit the wall like went I'm lucky I didn't get hit like six times like went across the highway (gasps) and uh, fortunately she stopped and uh 
I mean, I didn't really get anything out of it, <laughs> except a, a headache and no car. <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's rough. Anyway, I, w- I won't recount my... It's an endless number of car accidents. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, none of them have... I mean, I've been in some minor ones. Like, a, <laughs> twice in my life, somebody has backed into my car at a oh. red light. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> like god. they did not see me behind them. They just started backing up at a red light. How does I was that... like, "What is happening? How does that even happen? That's I, bizarre I, to me." I don't know. And like both times, I was like, "Why were you backing up?" They're like, "Oh, one was like, oh, I realized I was in the wrong lane and I needed to back up to get over a little bit." I'm like, "You gotta look behind you, man, and don't back up on a red light." Seriously. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, yeah, accidents suck, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, those are some, those are some wild stories. Mine, mine, none of mine were ever really like that bad. The, the worst one I was in was, I was, I think I was like 16, maybe 17. And I, I don't know. Probably, I think it was like changing a radio station. I don't know. If it, it honestly felt like I glanced down for two seconds, looked up, and there was the back of a car. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and so yeah, th- that was one of those where it, it wasn't. We weren't going like super fast, but like at the same time, it's like you know, like ran like straight into the back of a car, so like airbags went off and like all that sort of stuff. But I didn't have to go to the hospital. I probably had a mild concussion, but. Those airbag burns, man. People don't I, talk enough what, about I, that. That's what happened to me. My, uh, mostly just on my hands, but yeah, I, there's still scars on my hands to this day. Not bad. They've kind of faded since I was all like 17, but yeah. yeah um, but, can you hold on? Sorry, one sure. second. We're going to have to edit this out. What? On the dining room table? Yeah, you're on the dining room table. You're welcome. He... Yeah, part of part of part of my he needed his keys. Part of my night tonight involved having to take his car because there was a poop accident in my car. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I opened the car door. I didn't like like I knew I knew what was happening because the minute I got home, like I mean the minute I got home, like we ran upstairs and had a bath time and diaper change. But <laughs> at the same time, I didn't think it had like leaked yeah. like leaked leaked. And so I opened up like, that car oh. and I was like, oh God, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta strip out, strip out the car seat. And I was like, at 6.30 when our dinner plans had already gone sideways, I, with two little kids, I was like, where are your keys? He's like, what is going on? I'm like, it is late. I don't have time for questions. I, I, can I take your car? I just need your keys. <laughs> and that's kind of how my evening has gone. <laughs> oh man. Um. I feel for you. That might be worse than my car accidents. I, I cannot <laughs> imagine opening my car and it's just like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh, that went further than I thought it did. Okay, I'm not sitting in this car for another <laughs> two minutes, let alone, you know, the time it takes to, I mean, and all we did was the McDonald's drive through <laughs> but I was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I am not sitting in this car for 20 more minutes. Oh, I I don't blame you. So yeah. Um, <laughs> well, or you could leave it. Whatever. Anyway, that's uh, that's my life. <laughs> all right. So the episode, like I said, starts with Doctor Sharon getting into a, an accident. But I guess mm-hmm. first we see her. I, I'm making the assumption 
um, because of the conversation. She's talking to her therapist. Yes. Right? I okay. think so too. Yeah, I just making sure I wasn't alone there because I, I feel like that's the only way she could talk about what she's talking about, first of all. Yes. Otherwise, she's in breach of a lot of things. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, but at one point she said something about her being a terrible patient or therapists make the worst patients or something like that. Yeah. Um, and and I, the yeah. lady says something about like, oh, you know, the best thing about the best thing is. What did, what did she say? The only thing better than a patient not showing up at all is one showing up late or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, because she calls me late. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, which I guess if you charge by the hour, <laughs> to Ted's point from last episode, yes, if they don't show up at all and you still get to charge them or they show up late and then you're billing them for an hour and they're <laughs> like, after 30 minutes, you're like, well, our time's up. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Um. So her therapist is getting on to her for not being vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting because she's bitching about Ted, uh, which I guess I shouldn't say bitching, mm -hmm. but um, hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have uh, teenagers who tell me the things I'm allowed to say and not say anymore. So <laughs> I guess that one falls into can be construed as misogynist. Um, oh. even though that's not what I meant, um, complaining about Ted, uh, not opening up and they're kind of like opposite sides of the coin. Cause she's so like, uh, bullheaded about not, not being vulnerable. And he's so like covering it up with like, what does she say? Ref references that only like a middle-aged white man from middle America yes. would understand. <laughs> it's just like so ridiculously specific and it completely cracked me up. There's so many things in this episode that made me laugh. Uh, I love her. <laughs> she's So when she's riding her bike, her transformer bike, um, <laughs> like her giving this random lady shit about her dog. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. So they love like get your dog out of the way and he hates that. <laughs> he hates um, that really so this I think this is the episode that kind of endeared me and I guess rightfully so to Dr. Sharon. I would agree. It it this is a pivotal episode for many, many reasons. And that is one of them. Um so I it I know this is stupid of me, but I genuinely wa wanted and still hope for some hoped for some kind of follow up about the accident and whose fault it is because I don't think it's clear. Oh, really? I, I mean, like... I assume it's the car. Yeah, I feel like in that in that case, isn't it? I mean, I I, well, I guess you know different laws in the UK, but isn't the the pedestrian or the person on the bike always have like the right of way. I don't know. I just, given the context, it seemed like they either were going too fast or like ran a stop sign or like were, were in some way, shape or form where they shouldn't be. And then they hit her, but maybe not. Yeah. So when you first saw this, did you think she was dead? I did. When I first saw it, 100%, the way they framed yeah. that shot. I, even like on an, on watching it again, I was just like, "Oh my god, this looks so bad!" Or like, "But yeah. I know she's not dead." 
it is so jarring the first time you see it because they've done so much to like build up this character and make her like a part of this season to open an episode with an accident and not in a like want want kind of way but very much in a like like a like a television drama way i was like oh shit she's dead <laughs> like they just killed her what the hell is happening I mean, yeah. no, I totally had that same reaction. I was completely convinced that they just, like, killed her off because she had kind of, like, done everything she needed to do. Like, at, at that point, I could totally see her being, like, this extra character that they just didn't need. Yeah, so it, it's, like, the complete opposite of, like, I know we've talked about The Office a little bit, but there's an episode where Michael hits Meredith with his car. Yes. That is played, like, so funny. Like, clearly she's hurt, but, like, it's played for a laugh in a comedy show, but also tragic. And this does not play with any humor whatsoever. No. Um, no, 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 not at all, yeah. No, I don't I don't think they were, like, trying to be funny about it, for sure. And it doesn't help when, like, so you get the music and the, the it cuts to after that. A, a funny moment, but just a, like, where's Ted moment. Like, Ted's not here. He had an emergency. What was the emergency? We don't know. It's like, what the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> I know, but I also kind of, like, did enjoy this, this scene where they were just like, it's an emergency. If he wanted you to know, he'd have told you. I love this scene. It, it's such a good character dynamic for all of them. Because, like, Roy, it, it just Keely walking in on Roy and Beard, literally just staring at each <laughs> other. Like, for what? Go sit down. You're just standing in the office staring at each other. I know. It's so good. It makes me laugh so hard. Um, okay. So, also, just in the theme of my night, I totally just spilled a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and sucks. I still grab some paper towels. Okay. So can we pause for just like two seconds and then we can... Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just, you know, that's just how my night's going. That was fun. <laughs> this is worst podcast episode ever. Ah, uh, no. I've, re I've definitely recorded worse. Have you ever recorded with a drunk person? <laughs> <laughs> you know... I have multiple times. It was not fun. Yeah, no, not someone who's like completely smashed i mean i've definitely recorded with people while drinking but um <laughs> they're, a... they're out there in the ether somewhere <laughs> <laughs> which ones were they uh i mean several episodes of uh automatic for the people <laughs> ryan was plastered oh. oh that might make some I things make more sense <laughs> constantly told that that oh it's not bad but like i guess i knew so it was frustrating to me. Spencer would be like, it's way more obvious that you're pissed off at him than it is that he's drunk. <laughs> also true. I did, I did pick up on that a lot. There were a couple episodes where he was unusually quiet. And I don't know if those were the ones where he was like totally oh, no, <laughs> No, the ones where he's drunk is where he just... I, I know I talk a lot, but, like, he talks, interrupts, and slurs words, and, like, <laughs> just goes on these, like, circular arguments that just, like, don't go anywhere, and I'm like, what are we doing, man? Oh, no. You're like, what is happening, and what are you talking about? But, you know, I was mad at the time, and now I'm just like, 
Well, I wish I could do that again. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. No, we won't get sad. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. So back to the uh, <laughs> the staring contest. Yes. Keely walking in <laughs> and just being like, so I have this opportunity for, and like she gets half halfway <laughs> through her pitch and she's like, yeah, yeah, not you guys. Fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> She just says it with, fuck you both. And it turns around and walks away. <laughs> and what does Roy say? He's like, she gets us. Yes. She did. He's, he's like, I respect that we didn't have to say a single word. <laughs> yeah. I think Beard says that he's like, yeah. she gets us. <laughs> Cute Knight walking in and going, I'm going to be a spokesman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so giddy about it. Too. Uh, so which is it's one of my favorite like happy moments uh of this episode which of which there are there plenty is plenty of sad shit too yeah. um so uh it, Nate of course worried about who's going to run practice <laughs> aghast that Ted told Roy to do it right like <laughs> this this whole this whole interaction just kind of like speaks volumes but also foreshadows uh maybe a little bit but it, it's it is really interesting just to see like nate's reaction and how he's like told Roy to do it and Roy's like i don't care i got something to handle the beard's like oh yeah you could do it just uh run run training yeah uh it it is funny that roy does have to also check out with an emergency i know um which so i, I want to get into that but it doesn't cut from the, from there to the hospital it goes to the uh, the weight room first, and we get this whole like <sighs> bittersweet thing with Sam and uh, uh, I just blanked on his name. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Um, where uh, Sam gets a phone call from his dad uh, saying that uh, that oil company is or been ordered to stop operating in Nigeria and you know all of this happened because of Sam's uh you know standing up for uh for this cause and all this and, and just his jokey nature with his dad and Jamie having to witness that while simultaneously getting a text from his dad going like hey you got my ticket squared away for the Manchester game yet oh I know it, it... <laughs> Poor Jamie, man. I know, I know. I this yeah, this episode was just so it, like it just really makes you feel for Jamie. Like you really just you really just get it after this. And this and this exchange is just a just yeah. a little tease of what's to come. They they do a really good job of like low key building up to the moment we're gonna talk about at the end. Yes. Um you know, and not making it feel really, really forced. And and I want to talk about that dude that plays Jamie's dad because I've got a lot to say about him just as an actor. Okay. Um, so uh, Sam, I guess, boosted by this, like, you know, confidence, has this confidence boost from that conversation with his dad, mm -hmm. texts Rebecca again and says because uh, she has never responded which that's okay i i don't want to get on my but that's that's messed up 
Like, ghosting people is messed up, man. It is. Oh, no. I hate that. It is, it's one of the most frustrating things about, like, trying to find, like, a, a, any kind of relationship in modern society is, like, people just disappear with no, like, you have no idea. Like, did I say something? Did I do something? What, you know, yeah, he was being a little forward, I guess. Might be too forward for her. But, I mean, it's not too forward to be like, we should get dinner sometime. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Especially since, I mean, that's part of the point of the app is, like, at first, they you just want to be able to connect, like, over text. But I think the idea is eventually you actually meet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and I mean, clearly they had a like good conversation going and, you know, we know it's just Rebecca's fears, but like as somebody who has a lot of anxiety, like it's so, it's just something that I have trouble handling. So I, I, that's why I don't do it. (laughs) I just, I have to just like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but he, he like lays it out there. He's like, Hey, dinner at this restaurant tonight I hope you hope to see you there or whatever it is he sends and you know we get Rebecca and and Keely on the couch talking about (laughs) um code (laughs) for going to the bathroom literally the best conversation I've ever I've ever heard and Rebecca's response (laughs) yeah is it the most liner yes she said yeah yes she says lip liner (laughs) Because men don't know what you're talking about. I don't. And women know that it takes a lot of uh, a lot of time and skill or detail or something something like that. It's like that is quite honestly probably the most like brilliant thing I've ever heard. Although I don't know, I don't know a lot of that. Well, that maybe speaks more to my own fashion statements. But I'm like, I don't know a lot of people that wear lip liner anymore. Um. <laughs> Or maybe I do it wrong because I could do that shit in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. It's it's also interesting because like we do very much live in a like a quote polite society world where it's like you can't you don't want to be graphic, but you just can't look at someone and go, "I have to go use the restroom. I'll be out in a little while." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> a little, like, little bit frowned upon. To, you have to have some kind of code for it. And it's so ridiculous. <laughs> oh god, yeah. One of the one of the things that, you know, makes life about work you know, like working at home just so so much easier without having to dance around things at an office. Yeah, I I won't get too much into it, but like I, I agree with you there because I like I'm not one for discussing things, but, like, I can say, like, hey, I have to go to the restroom. I'll be right back. Yeah. if I'm gone for 10 minutes, when I come back, don't go, is everything okay? You were in there for a long time. Don't. Don't. Just don't say anything. Yeah. No, just don't. Just don't. You don't have to say anything. Like, you know, just (laughs) we all know what's happening. You didn't just go for a walk. I mean, or maybe you did. I don't know. But, like, you know what I mean? Just. Yeah. There's no comment needed, ever, and people feel the need to comment on that. No, I, I know, and it drives me bonkers. 
why can't we just revert back to when we were three and we announced every time that we had to take a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I'm pooping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you wouldn't do that in the car. Thanks. <laughs> um. Yeah, it is a it is one of the more frustrating things about working in office is people seeming like they can comment on your bathroom schedule. <laughs> no, I don't like that. That drives the I don't I've never liked that, but you know, it's it just yeah, one of one of the many reasons I enjoy working at home is I don't have anybody commenting on when I may or <laughs> nope, may not have to just, use the bathroom. Just get them go to the bathroom, come right back. <laughs> No one even knows. My cats yep. don't even, even realize what's going on. It's like, oh, you're gone for a while. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, uh, Ted at the hospital. This is when we find out what Ted's emergency was, which I guess context clues we could figure out that he had gone to the hospital or something to do with Dr. Sharon. But, yeah, because uh, they, they probably just called back the last call in her cell, which was him. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I did leave that part out. That's the, the cut to cue the music is Ted calling her while she's on her bike. Um, and knowing Ted probably feeling responsible for the car accident. True. Um, be, yeah. Even though he didn't call until after she'd already been hit. Um, but Ted being who he is, he was like, probably very much like, oh shit, I was calling her and then she got into an accident. Um, so he's, he's at the hospital to pick her up, um, talking the, the, uh, attendant's ear off about, uh, (laughs) medical situations in England. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, he's marveling at the universal healthcare system. And then he's also, or this may come later. He's discussing a lot about head trauma. Yeah, so when Sharon gets wheeled in, he he does the whole like, oh god, oh god, it's worse than we thought, oh. and then she stands there's like, oh, she can walk, um, and he oh, starts questioning the the doctor about the what kind of uh, head trauma she has, possible concussion, any signs of X Y Z, to which he says, I I coach American football, and so you know the one with all the brain injuries. Um, which at the, I mean, it still is, but when this came out, like it was very much still big NFL news is them dealing with a lot of the, the head trauma stuff. Yeah. Um, so the doctor, that's Roy's sister. You know, okay. I w- I was wondering and I couldn't quite because we do we do meet her later and I could for right. the life of me and I did not look it up remember if that was the same actress I was like oh my god is that Roy's sister and it is that's so cool I only recognized it because we just slight spoilers for season three or we just saw and I just rewatched is it the episode before the last episode where they have the dinner the uncle's dinner or best no, friend's I, dinner I think it's I think it's a little bit before that isn't it no it's uncle's day yeah I think it's like it's to, it's like past the midway point of the season but it's not the la- it's not in the last two episodes okay um wait I, isn't I, it before just, the, is it before the, now now I can't place it but yeah it's, it's the uncle's day thing I just rewatched that 
uh, like section. And so when she, I was like, oh shit, that's Roy's sister. And I was like, oh shit, that's why Roy got the call <laughs> yep. to go to uh, the the school to pick up uh, for the meeting about his niece and her swearing. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Yeah, because I mean, he even says that he's like, oh yeah, my sister's an ER nurse. I love, or an ER nurse, an ER doctor. I absolutely love that touch, though, that they had an, either enough knowledge or enough foresight to cast her, to put her there and write all of that, knowing that the payoff may not, we may never put like two and two together. From this episode alone, I the first time I watched it, I did not put that together. It's only oh, I didn't put it together until literally a week ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen this okay. episode like six times. <laughs> I know. Like, well, after like Roy's quip, I like, when I was rewatching it, I was like, you know, I wonder, I wonder if that, I was like, would they have done that? I wonder if that really was his sister. And then, yep. I mean, you just confirmed it for me. So I think that's an amazing touch. Like yeah. people, I don't understand, like people who are like not paying attention to this or like, I know you said there's a lot of hate for season three, which I legit do not understand. This show is so well layered. Like, I do not know how people could hate it. But anyway. yeah, I don't get it either. So I, 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 I'm with you. I thought it was a brilliant touch of like how these dominoes fall and not necessarily in a bad way, but like it is this domino effect of she gets into an accident, uh, uh, they call Ted because that was the last call on her phone. Ted then has to leave to go get her because she went to the ER. Um, uh, Roy's sister is now stuck in the ER attending <laughs> to her. So she can't go to Phoebe's uh, teacher conference and to pick her up from school. So then Roy then has to bail on running uh, practice which leaves Nate in charge, which just furthers a lot of the things already going on inside of Nate. It is such an interesting domino effect. It's wild, especially when you lay it out the way that you just did. Like, it just, you just can, like, see it. You just see, see it yeah. fall. I mean, this, I mean, it, this episode is like, I mean, it's, it's like, it's the turning point. I mean, it really is. It sets um, everything up for the rest to come. So this this isn't the first time we meet Phoebe's teacher. No, but it was the first time upon a first watch that I remembered meeting her, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. On the, the rewatch, I figured, yeah. uh, the we, watch, I figured it out. Yeah. On the rewatch, I figured it out. We see her at the beginning of season two, right? When yeah. Roy's coaching the uh, the the youth uh, football team, yeah, yeah, um, and so she she's brought not Roy necessarily, but brought him in to discuss Phoebe's cursing at the other children. Which <laughs> I should have wrote down what she said. I don't remember, but every time she says it, it makes me laugh. Something about a, a shit fucker or something. Yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Roy's like, well, is he? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, but you can't say that. <laughs> um, There is, and I don't think this is coming from, like, just knowing things that, I don't want, want to say spoilers, but things that do come next, 
Like, there's clear chemistry between these two people. Um, yes, there is. I shall say no more. I have so, on this later. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we, we can talk about that spoiler stuff at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just off the bat, they seem to hit it off. Um, we do find out a little bit about Phoebe's dad, only in the sense that he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, he's a living piece of shit. <laughs> I'm like, what out of, out of what, how Roy said that in his reaction, and I'm just curious, why did she question him if he was alive or dead? I don't know. I, I guess it seemed an odd follow-up question. <laughs> I guess if I guess if he's dead, at least like well, he's not around to better himself. And if he's still alive, it's like oh no, he's still being a piece of shit <laughs> by not being there. Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean I got the fa- I got the impression that he either was a complete deadbeat and he's not allowed, you know, like he has no rights like to see her. Or he walked out on them and is gone. Yeah. One of the two. Which, you know, I don't know. Maybe Roy's sister is extremely difficult, but <laughs> that kid, man, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's no way if that was my kid, I'd be like, this is the greatest. <laughs> She's <laughs> so awesome. She is. I love that actress. She does such a great job with this character. <laughs> <laughs> when they're talking and she comes by and she's like, can we go get ice cream? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, F no. <laughs> Cut to five minutes later, they're sitting in his <laughs> truck eating ice cream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's generally how it goes with kids. <laughs> like, yep. was was he intentionally, like, was he just saying that? For the benefit of her teacher, so he looked like he was in charge and very much was like, I'm definitely getting her ice cream. Or did she just wear him down? Oh, wore him down 100%. That's what kids do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But what about blah, blah, blah? But you said blah, blah, blah. And you promised. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Which also hurts you in the long run. But yep. any, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> we all have bad days. Um, so Ted uh, walks uh, Dr. Sharon home, which is one of the things that I guess they don't really dive too heavily into. And it's part of the, the, like, the reason for the domino effect is this is a small place. Like, yeah. it is not, you know, like, you going to get a friend or a relative from the hospital in like say Emory in Atlanta, like right. you're not walking them home. <laughs> Cause... Uh, no, even if you live in Midtown, you're not walking <laughs> nope. <them> home. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's, uh, it's such a small place that, you know, it, like that's, easily doable like he doesn't you know that's why you rarely see anybody driving at all you know um that's but uh, true yeah that's true they don't they don't do a lot of driving well no. like, unless they're going somewhere like kind of further away like like getting on the bus to like go on a trip or taking a cab to the airport or um i mean 
like Rebecca drives every once in a while and they drive like to the to the actual stadium but I get the right. impression that the stadium is a little further yeah me too. out yeah so it's not like <laughs> it's not like the uh, Falcon Stadium that is literally <laughs> in the middle of Atlanta um, <laughs> yeah can't miss it um so uh, he's given Sharon a hard time about I think Sharon asked him, like, how did you know where I was? And he's like, oh, you called me. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, this is, I love this. I love it. <laughs> he's like, you left me 32 voice notes. Let's hear it. <laughs> the, the, her singing tonight is great, but the first one is so good. <laughs> like, hey, Ted, it's Sharon. <laughs> the reason I can't come to the phone right now is because I'm in the fucking hospital. <laughs> I don't have time for your bullshit. We'll leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. <laughs> oh, she's so embarrassed. <laughs> I know. She is, though. I mean, which kind of cracks me up because it's like, I, I feel like concussion Sharon is like real Sharon. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but, you know, most people are going to try to be polite or, like, sugarcoat things or whatever. And I just love that Ted rolls with it. And he just was like, this is like, you know, it's all good. I mean, classic Ted, but it's just, it was very funny interaction. I love, I love it. Yeah, and, like, for for her to be put in that situation with a dude she's counseling, who she's desperately trying to get to, like, open up and be more vulnerable and not have the attitude that he has to <laughs> then like talk to him like I just I don't know it, it's so freaking great I love the moment all of the moments with them in this episode like when they get to her apartment and she's just keeps saying like I'm okay I've got it from here and Ted's just like not leaving <laughs> I know. He's just kind of like, he's just like kind of hanging out. Although it was really interesting while he was hanging out to observe her apartment. Very, like, I, I, I know she calls it a works, or Ted calls it a work apartment, which, because she's just there, like, on assignment, basically. She's not yeah. there to live. But it is still very impersonal. And, like, there's some books, a TV, and, like, several bottles of alcohol yeah i would i was like i was i was like that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of empty bottles first of all i mean like i'm not trying to judge here but you're, con you're consuming a lot or yeah. you're just not getting rid of the empties because no one you know comes yeah. over <laughs> yeah there's nobody coming so it's just like well you know they're just empty bottles so they just stay on the counter yeah. Um, I, I, do love, later. I do love when she offers him some tea and he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want that garbage. His relationship with tea just cracks me up. Is this the episode? I think so. With It comes later, but with beard and the tea. Yes, because yes. they're confession time. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Um, so I already brought up Roy and the ice cream, but there's a, a moment <laughs> where he's dropping Phoebe off and giving her the speech about like, he can't curse. And, you know, she's like, I was standing up for myself. You know, this guy's a bully. This is what you taught me to do. He's like, yeah, but don't curse. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's, 
it's fucking adorable when she's like, please come inside to play princess and dragon with me. It's like, can I be the dragon? And she does Roy's voice back at him. No. <laughs> well, you better have mended the wand or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this interaction between the two of them. And just, like, he kind of goes off, like, on a tear for a minute when he's trying to explain to her why she can't curse. He, she's like, but you do all the time. And he's like, I'm a footballer. It's expected. It's encouraged. It's literally part of the job description. He's like, but you want to be a veterinarian. And she's like, a wildlife veterinarian. And he's like, wildlife veterinarian. What, do you treat them in the forest? What? Ha whatever. How do you get paid? <laughs> right kids right i'm just like oh my god this is like the most brilliant interaction because i feel like i'm talking to my own like seven-year-old where i'm just like and what do you want to be when you grow up a rock star okay yeah <laughs> that that's not a profession <laughs> mommy i'm a really talented singer don't you believe i could do it i'm like absolutely, absolutely. Honey. let's just have a backup plan <laughs> um <laughs> And, and to like that that whole thing to go from like the funny jokey stuff of like him trying to tell his kid why she why or not his kid but for all intents and purposes this kid why she shouldn't curse at other people and also to like you know maybe start thinking about other career paths um he falls into this like how does he put it I'm worried that I'm infecting you with the worst parts of me yeah. which is and like on the edge of tears about like saying it it's so fucking good and every parent's worst fear yeah that yeah. one that when he says that one does get me every time I'm like oh hey, yes I yeah. feel this I feel this so much <laughs> I mean, not to get too into the weeds, but, like, it's one of the things when I was younger and I would think about, do I want kids? It is one of the things that I would always go back to. Do I, like, do I want a kid to experience the things that I've experienced and feel the way I feel most of the time? Absolutely not. It terrifies me. I don't think I should have kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, <sighs> it's ter I mean, it's terrifying. Especially, like, as a parent, you're like... It's like, you know, like trying to do the right thing and then like none of it's working and then, you know, you just get pushed too far and you snap and then it just, it's just like a whole, it just kind of becomes like a whole thing and you're like, ah, I didn't mean to snap at a six-year-old. Now yeah. I feel like shit. <laughs> they don't understand like all the no. things that have happened before this and they're just like, why are you mad at me? And you're like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad. <laughs> Yeah, no, or they don't understand why asking you for the thousand and first mm -hmm. time to do the same thing is the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> but, yeah, <sighs> we just try to do better another day. Yeah. But, yes, every parent's first fear. Um, so, let's talk about the date. Okay. Um, so, Rebecca, very well-dressed Rebecca, Oh, shows wait. up at this fancy restaurant with uh thinking she's going to meet um i i, I don't know <laughs> uh maybe <laughs> uh 
Not yeah, not right. not a twenty-one-year-old football star. Right. Um, maybe <laughs> a writer or a doctor or a you know any number of things. Um, shows up, sees Sam, and of course thinks, that, oh, what a funny coincidence. Right. And Sam with his new haircut, which we didn't really talk about, but the haircut scene is fun. It is fun. It um, seems a little out of place because yes <laughs> it's kind of like the first time they introduce it and i just even on like a rewatch i'm just like yeah it why? feels a little weird yeah like why does this why was this a thing this <laughs> the john a... mass stuff is really funny when he keeps interrupting like shut the fuck up <laughs> i know it's so funny anyway she does i do i like the touch though that she notices mm-hmm. his haircut yep she's observant um and i mean not that he doesn't always look good, but oh, he oh. looks really good. <laughs> Let me tell you, he looks really good. Oh. Really? Um, <laughs> with that, like, blue blazer and, like, the mm. white. Uh, yeah, he was looking pretty good. Mm. Um, I mean, and, of course, but she always looks good, man. I like, know. I just read an interview with her, and she was talking about, like, what it was like working with Jason Sudeikis in the casting process, and... It's one thing that, like, I'm glad she brought up. Um, It seems small, but she said that she misses out on a lot of parts because she's a very tall woman. She is. She is very tall. And so most actors, if she has to act opposite a man, um, but people in general, but uh, in a romantic or otherwise situations, most male actors are so vain like they don't want to be cast opposite somebody who's three inches taller than them you know that's infuriating and she said like during the casting process it jason sudeikis was very much like i don't give a shit if you put her in six inch heels like it doesn't matter to me she's good she's the she's who we want for the part and um, she also thought she was a bit too old because I think she was 45 when they started filming. Yeah. Um, but she's but her character is supposed to be mm-hmm. a little older. I mean, she's supposed to be in her 40s. That's becomes yeah. a very big plot point. Um, but I mean, you hear those stories all the time about just you know you women do. over 30. It's like. Oh, you can only be cast as, uh, like, one of, like, three or four things. Um, it's changing, but not as quick as it should. Um, but anyway, it's out there if you if you look for it. It's a really, really interesting read just to hear, especially the height thing. Like, it's just something yeah. you don't talk about, really. Because, uh, honestly, most tall women get specific parts, yep. you know? And so... You know, for her to be, and she's like, it. They never made me feel, uh, like I had to shrink myself down. You know, I, he he didn't have to stand on a damn apple box, a la Tom Cruise. Um, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, the man makes great movies, but like we all know, he's four feet tall, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he's 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 a very very short man he is also a very vain crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) individual um anyway the the date she thinks it's a like happy coincidence and then gets a text from (laughs) 
Sam and <laughs> quickly realizes like, oh shit, this can't happen. I love, 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 love her comments of like, I've groomed you. Like all these messages, I, I groomed you. I know. She's like, oh my God, I'm a pedophile. I'm like, oh my God, this is the best conversation I've ever had. I'm like, no, you're not. But it does, I could see how at that age it would feel that way because like, I mean, I'm not that much younger and like, I mean, you know, you you see like high school kids and they're like early 20s. Like, on the the opposite way for a very long time (laughs) and i mean still does so i'm i'm all for like nah man go for it 21 (laughs) yeah go for it i mean maybe don't delude yourself into thinking it might be anything super serious unless they're just like wise bond beyond their years which same kind of is but you know if you're just out there having fun whatever (laughs) (laughs) i know i just i know that like guys don't really think that way but like women do it's just it feels it does it it feels awkward sometimes yeah i can imagine um you know i mean i i'm i don't date younger people but mostly because (laughs) it feels weird i i i have nieces who are 20 something (laughs) very strange going out with somebody who's the same age as my niece yeah i'm just like I remember when they were born. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but it just puts things in a whole different light, though. Um, so, um, yeah, so the, they have their date, and it's very, I mean, it seems to go really, really good. Um, um, uh, although it's not a date. I know, but I love, like, the whole montage, because they do look like, I mean, it looks like how you think it would go based on, how they you could see both of them react like to the text yeah. messages and i'm just like this is gonna be like amazing like they're i mean they kind of in some ways do feel like kindred spirits a little bit i don't know that i'd call them like soulmates per se but yeah. um i do i do think sam he's he's a more mature he's a bit wise beyond his years and and rebecca's i don't know just trying to figure herself out and i mean not to but a lot of that comes from like I mean, and sounds so, but whatever. An American twenty-one-year-old not ever gonna be the same as a Nigerian twenty-one-year-old. Also no. true. <laughs> like it just there's a lot of shit that that somebody living in Nigeria for twenty years is gonna see that most Americans are fucking clueless to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, it's just yeah, it's just kind of like a different world. Um, you just you gotta mature faster you know and be you know and understand what's going on in your life not like we I know plenty of quote mature 20 something year olds who like just can't handle day to day whereas Sam is 20 I think he's the actor was actually 24 at the time but um, still you know and seems to have very like level head on his shoulders yeah um so uh ted calling sharon at her house um to (laughs) check up on her in his funny little voices (laughs) this this it was very charming i will say ted at the beginning of the episode was very over the top and i don't know if it's because i've seen the entire series now or if it's because like Dr. Sharon was specifically calling it out. So, like, they kind of 
intentionally made him more over the top in that particular scene. I can't tell if that was an acting choice, a directing choice, or if it was only occurring in my brain. But he kind of mellows out a little bit towards this part of the episode. And I actually kind of found it charming, especially with his impression. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might help that he's drinking at a bar playing pinball. I mean, Um, also true. Yeah, he does seem a little more, like, relaxed. It could also just be that, like, this person that he was terrified of turned out to just be a person. <laughs> you know? Well, that's true. Yeah, maybe he sees her, like, in a different a different light because he got to see her a bit more vulnerable. Yeah. Which is what her therapist was encouraging her to do in the first place, to connect with him. That's what he needed. Um, And they have a really like nice conversation where she does get like even more vulnerable and admit that she was terrified um, because she loves riding her bike and she's worried that after that she she wasn't going to be able to actually get herself back on the bike I think he says that's when he says something about get back on the horse he's like how great would it be if you started riding a horse to work <laughs> oh my gosh yes that, right, that might be good. earlier in the episode um, but it is pretty funny. Um, yeah. No, no, I don't know. I don't know if it comes at this point or not. But yeah, no, he definitely says that this episode at some point. Yeah. So they have their little sweet moment. And then it's juxtaposed with Rebecca and Sam having their sweet moment. The mm. kiss at the door. Um, which is... I, I Every time I watch this episode, I want there to be the opposite view when she closes the door Um, because you can see him still standing there yes and i'm like why don't they cut to him like to see like yeah you know it's not really important but it's it's such a cinematic thing to do and because you can clearly see him still standing at the door, like, maybe he's hoping she'll open it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I feel, yeah, they could have very easily just added a quick little cut in there to yeah. his reaction. Interesting. That, yeah, probably, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if I'd call it, quote, a missed opportunity on the director's choice. But, you know, it would have added a little, I think. Um, So from there we go to... Um, them walking into um, Wimbledon uh, and Ted giving essentially the speech from Hoosiers that Gene Hackman gives only he completely botches it <laughs> uh, that definitely went over my head but that is quite hilarious um, I, I've only seen Hoosiers once I don't I know it's a movie that like everybody's like, oh, it's the basketball movie. I thought it was fine, but yeah, there's Gene Hackman gives a speech like when they go to uh, the away game or whatever. He's like, you know, this this is the same size as the auditorium you play at at home. You know, it's it's a different place. Don't let that get in your head. But Ted is not it's like this what does he say this game has the loosest goosiest rules <laughs> yes he's not prepared for the fact that um there's not a standard size for soccer pitches there's... i agree with him there like it's a little weird that like i understand everyone can't be the exact same size 
but they should be relatively the same size. Yeah, they're not, though. Because <laughs> like, this one's 500 yards, square yards bigger? That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a lot. So, like, we played, when I was in college, we had a rather large soccer pitch at at my college and it it was like one of the it was one of the bigger ones so like when we went and played at away games a lot of times we were playing basically on a football field that they line over or reline for the soccer field makes them more narrow um and so i don't know how long like how wide a standard football field is but i mean you know the width is 120 yards and so, like, the one that we played on, it's the same width, 120 yards, or length, I mean, 120 yards, but it's it was also 120 yards, or closer to 120 yards. I think it was 120 yards wide. It was square, which is kind of wild. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a really big one, and so we were kind of, like, used to that space and, like, working with that, and we kind of attempted to use that against our opponents because they had to run more because there was more space to cover and more space to play with. Whereas like when you're playing on a smaller field, it just, it changes the dynamic a little bit, but yeah, yeah, there's like, I mean, there's like a standard size for certain things. Like there's like, I think there's like a standard size for world cup fields. Like everything in the world cup tournament has to be the same size, I think. Um, But yeah, not all it, there's like a, I think the only requirement is that it has to be 120 yards long, but the width is what's variable. Right. Um, and it changes yeah. the way you play. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so for an American sport that kind of has a so baseball, all baseball stadiums are not the same size. So that is one thing that is kind of, you know, Americanized similar. Um, they're relatively the same size though. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not 500 yards, square yards different from each other. I know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do math on my So that would be, I should probably not try to do that math. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, case in point, like a few weeks ago, I was watching a Atlanta Braves game and they were playing can't remember who they were playing but it was not at home they were playing on the road and the, uh this batter marcel arzina he hit the hell out of this ball and he didn't run because he thought it was going out of the park he stood there and watched it and because he stood there and watched it he only made it to first base when he realized oh shit it's not going to hit the wall like it's not going to clear the wall um, because this park is a little bit bigger than the one I play at at home. Oh, like, no. Not by much, but, you know, 10 feet here or there makes a difference whether the ball goes over the wall or not. Oh, my gosh. So uh, he got benched after that. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you better be sure. Because <laughs> just hitting a, uh, hitting a ball to the wall and only making it to first base... That's not good, man. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, from from Ted's speech on the, the pitch, um, I, I skipped over Jamie's. Jamie did get his dad uh, tickets. Uh, he has a, an interesting conversation with 
um, Higgins, uh, who, who is holed up in a closet. <laughs> a janitor's closet, no less. Yeah. Um, they have this uh, interesting conversation about fathers and sons. I, I love the Higgins was like, fathers and sons, they really should write songs about it. And Jamie says, I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know. I wish I <laughs> um, but he tries to comfort Jamie on the like, hey man, like most sons don't really get along with their dads. Like it's kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, you and I, I love his. It's uh, just something I've tried to do. He says something to the effect of, um. I had to start loving my dad for who he is and not for who I want him to be. Yes. Which is very hard to do. Yes. Um, especially if who they are is not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially in Jamie's case. Really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we have this meeting between uh, Ted, Nate, Beard, and Higgins um, as, as the team is kind of taking the, the field, they're in, I guess, this little side room or booth or something, uh, kind of prepping themselves for the game. And uh, as they start to go out, Ted decides to clear the air and say, uh, well, no, they, they catch him doing a breathing exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And He's trying to calm himself. Yeah, and he decides to own up to the fact that he had a panic attack, um, which sparks a very common, like, oh, this is where we all tell the truth about things. Yeah. <laughs> that you see all the time in movies and TV shows, but I don't know. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh, too. It was just like, especially, I think I think my favorite is Nate's reaction to every single one of them until he yeah. has his own. <laughs> Um, and so I think his is, is very, uh, kind of tips, the tips a hat at what's going on with Nate because like, um, beards is that he was accidentally on mushrooms, mm -hmm. uh, for a game. Um, drank out of the wrong teapot as you do. Uh, Higgins is that he botched, uh, some, uh, contract because he fucked up the time zones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roy's is that he doesn't read the scouting reports. And he's <laughs> like, I know they're essential. I know you guys put work in them, and I know I should, but they're boring, and I'm not going to read them. Uh, <laughs> theirs are all detrimental, like costly, costly mistakes. Nate's, quote, truth is that he sits on his ideas until the right moment so it seems like he's just like pulling it out of his ass and just brilliant on the spot rather than planning ahead mm -hmm. that's not it's not really a i mean it's it's not great but it's not detrimental like you didn't do anything to possibly fuck up the, the team or somebody else's life exactly it just makes you seem a little bit more smart than you actually are yeah um and that's very much like the Nate that we're headed towards. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, everybody, you know, seems to be cool. They, they take the pitch 
And so we get glimpses of Jamie's dad and his buddies, like, just, I, I hate those fans. I hate them. Yeah. I hate going to a sporting event, and those are the people. It, it's just so obnoxious. Um, I do know that the Blue Moon thing is a Manchester thing. Like, really. What do you mean? Like, uh, um, uh, man, what's the Manchester thing? Is it Man City? Well, the real Manchester thing? Or you know, there's, a, well, there, there's two of them. I mean, they're, they're both real teams. Oh, okay. Yeah, Manchester City is a real team. Those are the real jerseys. And Manchester United, also real, real team. Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't do my homework that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I knew that off top. I know that off top of my head. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, the, I have the... a friend who's a Manchester City fan, which ah, okay. throws me because I'm like, you're rooting for the enemy because yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Richmond, so not a real team, but the the blue jerseys, like mm-hmm. there, there's uh, I for some reason I was thinking it was Manchester United, but I guess it is Man City since mm-hmm. they're a real team. Mm-hmm. Um, they do sing the Blue Moon, like the song Blue Moon. Oh, the song that they're singing. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yes. No. And like the Manchester City one, or Manchester City, the Man United one. <laughs> um, did you ever see the movie Euro Trip? A long time ago. Is it Scotty doesn't know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, because he sings the uh, he, no, no, no. He sings the um, not Scotty doesn't know. No, he sings the uh, the song when he gets like stuck on the bus and it's like, my baby takes oh, the yeah. morning train, okay, and then yeah. like he ends it with some like really stupid thing where you think he's completely making it up, and that's like legitimately the chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I thought you could tell me they sing Scotty Doesn't Know. No, like, oh my no, no, God. No, no. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, but I, I, it, the realization that that was Matt Damon back in yes. the day. <laughs> With it, all those piercings? Yeah. Oh my God, man. If if, if you hear it, if you're hearing this and you just, just go on YouTube and <laughs> look up Scotty Doesn't Know, it's know. fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure the movie holds up. But, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff in that movie that is just, like, cringe. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it since I was probably about 22. So <laughs> Definitely the brother and the sister making out with each other. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. Ugh. I've literally seen that movie, like, a hundred times, <laughs> probably. But not any not in the last 15 years or so yeah i saw it a few times when it came out i thought it was really funny i'd be terrified to to revisit it now like american pie yeah i can't watch that man it doesn't hold up um but i i thought it was fun the way they do they show the crowd doing blue moon like in the like sweets like version of it and then cut to the game is basically like the yakety yak version of Blue Moon <laughs> <laughs> like sped up and like goofy and like it's not sweet at all because you know they they get their asses handed to them they really do they get they get pretty well destroyed I mean for a soccer game I mean 5-0 that's wow that's a bad loss yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and we've been building up to this for, like, three episodes now. 
Yes. It's yeah, it it was it was a huge, huge deal. Especially because I mean and they, they give you the build up like as they're walking out to like take the pitch, they're saying, Oh, you know, this is a big deal because, you know, Jamie's here and he was with Man City and then he sort of like fell from grace and now he's with Richmond and they relegated Richmond and he's the one who made the goal that relegated them and it was just like a whole like big drama and you're like, Oh, this is gonna be so good, they're gonna show him and then they just hand their asses to them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it does give us a couple of really funny moments, mostly beard stuff. Yes. <laughs> like oh my gosh. Losing yes. his shit on the field and Nate getting carded. That was great. That was so great. I was like, I mean, well, foreshadowing also, but super great that they yeah. got him. I loved that. <laughs> beard falling over the, the railing behind him always cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the baby laughed so, so hard. I had forgotten that happened. He just, like, falls over and stands up. He's like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, oh my god, it's amazing. Um, uh, so, uh, when Nate gets carded, though, Roy and Danny are also <laughs> sitting in the penalty yes. box. <laughs> I noticed that. Yes, he went to join them. Um, and then Nate kind of, or Nate, uh, Roy kind of pats him on the back. Then. Yeah, um, which... I really like that moment. Like, we lose touch of the Roy-Nate kind of, sort of, friendship um, just because of everything that will come next. If we are getting the spinoff, that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to is, like, their dynamic. Me too. So, post-game locker room... um, Again, I'll say I've never played team sports, so I've never had that post-game experience. Mm. But I feel like that's like just everybody's look and the way it feels. It got to be pretty accurate. It is a loss like that is really hard to take, especially when you're not expecting it. I feel like the way that they could have like built everything up and like built themselves up in the success they were having. I think they thought they would have a really good showing and then to lose like that, it's really, it's really tough. Yeah. I mean, a pretty much like silent locker room with everyone looking like their dog just died is pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, and in comes Jamie's dad. Who... I both love and hate the scene. Simultaneously. Yeah. So, I, I want to talk about this guy. Okay. We talk a lot about, like, oh, this person's doing such a great job. This guy might be the best actor in the entire fucking show. Oh, yeah. I hate this guy. I do, too. I hate him. <laughs> like, we saw him at the end of season one. Didn't care for him then. Didn't think we are ever going to see him again. Now he's back, and I, I mean, props to them for being able to cast it so well, mm-hmm. which is one of the things they do so fucking well. But holy shit, I don't, I don't know if I've hated somebody more <laughs> on a TV show. Rupert comes pretty close, honestly. Yeah, um, Rupert comes pretty close, but. But no, the so especially this scene, what he does and how he acts is just, ugh, 
I, and like I said, these kinds of fans, man, they're, they're just, I, I hate them. Like that's, why would you ever think that's okay to walk? I don't care if your son does place for the team to walk into an opposing team's locker room. Hey, acting like you were on the pitch helping out <laughs> like, Oh, we just beat everybody. We play dude. You got drunk and made an ass out of yourself. You didn't beat anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then like just laying into Jamie, calling him something that I won't repeat. Um, just, it's, oh man, if you did not feel for Jamie before this, like, I don't know how you could not really understand where this dude was coming from the entire time after you see this episode. Oh yeah. No. And like I said, this, this is really the point where you really, truly understand Jamie and everything about him. Like you just get it after you see this. How happy were you when he just reached back and punched the shit out of his father? <laughs> it was pretty awesome, I will say. Pretty awesome. I was like, yes! He so deserved that. And <laughs> but he looked terrified. Yeah. I, so, this is probably, maybe a little, not TMI, but stuff nobody wants to talk about. It, it It's actually, I mean... It takes a really, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to take a swing or get into an actual like fist fight with somebody and not feel the way that Jamie feels. I'm not one of those people because the two times it's happened in my life, that's exactly how I felt. Like I was terrified Yeah. because I had just taken a swing at somebody. Yeah, you're terrified of what happens next. Yeah. And for it to be your father, I can't imagine. Well, and you kind of, I kind of get the impression that maybe this is the first time Jamie really fought back, but Mm -hmm. not the first time he's been in this situation or worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's hard to say if this was worse than what we saw at the end of season one. Maybe because it's in front of a group of people, it is far worse. Like, there's nothing embarrassing somebody like that in front of people they consider friends or just colleagues. That's not, I mean, that's backing a dog into a corner, you know. When you get bit, that's your fault, man. Um, But uh, I love Beard toting him out of there. He's like, nope, we're done with this. Yep. (laughs) Watch out for the door. <laughs> um, and Jamie just standing there shaking and everybody frozen. And Roy crossing the room to fucking hug him. Ugh, scene gets me every, every single time. time. God, it's so good. This this was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, this is my favorite thing. Roy and Jamie is like, I love them. Oh my gosh, their friendship is so good. Oh, yeah. it's just, it's so good. I love, I love this. And I feel like this moment, and this moment sets up a lot in season three. So, yeah. yeah. A lot I mean, of good stuff. When you think about the, like the dinner party in season one, where they're having like a go at each other at the bar. Oh yeah. And then you get to this moment. It's, it's incredible, man. Yeah. 
Well, I really feel like Roy, I mean, I think everybody does, but I think Roy especially kind of sees Jamie in that moment. And just like the rest of us did, we understand where he's coming from, why he acts the way he does, where he learned it from. Like, you know what I mean? Like why he puts on that show, that like facade, that like bravado or whatever. So I just, yeah, I feel like it really informs the character. And then it just, for Roy to be able to like kind of see all of that, I feel like it really just brings it everything like full circle for him. Like all the stuff that's gone with, with between him and Jamie over the the last few years, or I mean, I know Jamie's not like very old, but yeah, yeah, that's so really good. Well, this triggers something in Ted, who very quickly exits the locker room um, to make a phone call, but Nate very much takes notice. Yeah, that Ted is leaving again. Um. And Ted calls Sharon, who immediately launches into, I'm sorry for your loss. The game, it, it was, you know, terrible. Thank you for the new bike, because Ted being Ted bought her a new transforming bike. Um, and, like, he doesn't, he just stops her and says that when he was 16, his father killed himself. Yeah. And that is something, he says, specifically, that is something that happened to me and happened to my mother. Yes. And. He says that. Holy shit. Does that reframe everything? Everything. It completely changes the way that, like, we, that we see Ted to begin with. But it also very much for me when I when I first watched this episode completely reframed this the um the episode in season one at the bar with Rupert mm-hmm. because you get so much information and backstory and he's like I spent every afternoon with my dad from the time I was 10 until I was 16 mm-hmm. with my dad and then and I always thought that was an odd number I'm like why 16 18 would be when you would graduate and leave why 16 and now we know why. I think at some point in season one, he talks about his dad having passed away, but very offhandedly. And you don't get the impression that it happened when he right. was young. You get the impression that it ha- maybe happened in, at some point in like his adulthood. You, I agree. You get the impression that his dad is no longer with them, but you don't get the full scope of what it's happened. Certainly not. My dad killed himself. When I was 16. Yes. And how fucking traumatic that must be. And and he, he, he says something to the effect of, like, I don't know if that's... Which I, I had a very similar experience in therapy uh, the first time I went to therapy. And she was like, tell me about, like, what's going on in your life. And I was like, well... Because I went right after my brother passed away. I was like, well, this happened. But before that, it was this and this and this and this and this and this. And, you know, cancer twice and, like, all of these things. And she was like, that's a lot. For for one person, that's a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> you should you should feel like you can't handle all those things. Because that's a lot to have happened to somebody in a span of four or five years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ted's like, you know, I don't know if that's the reason why 
I am the way I am, and she goes, it, 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 it is, Ted, it very much is. Like, that's not something you should just dismiss. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's a very quick scene, quick phone call, Ted crying, I just such an emotional gut punch. Um, and in the background, we get Beard coming out to, to check on him. Um, and, you know, we have this exchange between them. Uh, Beard's clearly shook by just everything. The loss, the way he took the loss, having to interfere in a, a fight with Jamie's dad. Um, you know, just all of that. And he's going to, I think he says go uh, walk it off or something. Um, and ask Ted to go with him, which we'll talk. Hopefully we'll have a special episode uh, when we get to that uh our buddy adam or my buddy adam i don't think you've ever met adam uh <laughs> loves this episode the next episode and wants to talk about it hopefully we can make that work um and so he's not uh beard's not gonna go ride back with the team um ted starts to go back inside um and then we get uh rebecca at home watching sam's uh, post-game interview uh, to which he's talking about like it, it's better to lose when you're trying than not to have tried at all which you know not not to criticize Sam but I, I feel like a lot of people would go well you lost 5-0 <laughs> I, I don't know if you were trying <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's kind of a good point but you definitely get the point that his speech isn't yeah. really for them it's for her yeah, because as he's giving it uh, earlier in the episode, or, you know, five minutes before this, he sees her walk by. Yep. And so, like, clearly that's on his mind. Um, and I, I love that she goes to text him on the banter app and very quickly is like, nope, 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 not, not doing the app thing. I'm going to text his actual number. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's very, like... Not make it public, but it's a, this isn't going to be a secret thing. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good touch. I liked, I liked that they showed that. And she says, saw you, saw your, uh, your footage, uh, something, something, are you around? Uh, and he, (laughs) and very like, I mean, just, I don't know. I don't have that kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. Like, just confidence, I guess. To be like, <laughs> <laughs> here's my address. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm at home. Like, you want to come see me? Um, especially after he got kind of more or less shut down earlier. Um, and she grabs her shoes, walks out the door, and he's just standing in her doorway. I know. I love that touch. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um and goes inside and we end on them basically making out in the hallway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a f- just a, a great episode. Like how many it's it's like a damn roller coaster, man. It is. It is. It was but it's it's a really great episode. It's a turning point for so many things. I mean, I feel like it really takes us past all of the season one and moving now we can like move forward it's kind of like chapter one and chapter two even though it's like midway Mm -hmm. into season two you know what i mean but it um it's a great episode it's it's a turning point for pretty much everyone and i love that about it 
Um, all right, comedic bits, because there's a lot of drama stuff in this episode, but the funny bits, favorite funny, like the thing that made you laugh the most? Oh, man. I mean, we talked about so much of them. One that we didn't talk about that does make me giggle every time is Colin getting trapped under their weight. <laughs> twice like twice yeah like twice. it's like, like jamie like is understandably like distracted and then he's like dude what the fuck and then like not what 10 seconds later he does the same does thing to call <laughs> like and he, jamie's like why didn't you say anything he's like it's only <clears throat> that is a really so colin gets some he doesn't have a lot to do in this episode. He gets that one bit. But if you watch the episode and watch that actor specifically, like, he gets some really great, not like Jim Office reaction shots, just his, like, watching him watch all everything happen. Like, it's really, really good. I love that guy, man. I do, too. He's, he's a good actor. I really, I've been enjoying his character. To me, but, Nate going, I'm going to be a spokesperson at like every time he walks in the room. <laughs> it's just, it makes me laugh. He's so happy. And, uh, you know, I, we're getting into spoilery future stuff. It's like one of the last times we see Nate be like he feels like old Nate. Yeah. You know, because going forward, it is not, not. You're not not good for a while for Nate. <laughs> no, our, our relationship with Nate, I guess, like Nate seems fine with who he is trying to be, but it is not great. Um, oh. so this episode's Man City, and the episode before the finale of the last this last season, the last season is Mom City. Yep, which is a pretty good parallel of this episode yeah um this one has so much to do with dad's father-son relationships and mom city is very much mother-son relationships yes it is wow uh-huh yeah they very much uh parallel mirror have whatever each other in so many ways <laughs> And yeah, it, like when I watched Mom City, I was just like, oh my, because I just, I think I just rewatched this for whatever number of time, because yeah. um, I knew we'd be talking about it soon. And uh, I was like, wow, they did such a good job of like building on, like on top of those things and then showing like the different relationships. Um, and because I, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, but like Ted and his mom. Yep. Ted talks so lovingly most of the time about his dad but like when he starts talking about his mom it's not it it's not hateful it's just he's like very clearly frustrated mm -hmm. yeah yeah you you see him uh, flustered is the right word a lot with her yeah or exasperated maybe a better word it's yeah. like the man with like infinite patience all of a sudden seems to have lost it yeah it's so, it, it, you know, and goes back to like, what, a couple of episodes ago when he's like, I love meeting people's parents. It's like getting uh, a window into 
why they're crazy or something like that. That's what he tells Beard. Yeah, basically. And it's like, yeah, Ted. (laughs) That's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I, I thought they, they do such a good job. I know we'll talk about it more when we get to that episode. Um, but most of the stuff in this episode that I was like foreshadowing is it's all Nate stuff. Like, yes. oh my god, man! So so much. The like, the practice thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yes, I was like, we kind of glossed over that because we kind of had to, but yeah, mm-hmm. that whole thing. I was like, oh, you you're gonna run practice? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> I played football my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and it like he like, but I mean all the stuff with Ted, he's mm-hmm. like, like you said, he took Noticing. very much took notice of a lot yep. of he took notice of everything with Ted, in his initial reaction to the Ted's um, confession, and then to all of the other confessions, he was he was very much everyone's like, oh yeah, no, it's okay, you know, and he's like, yeah, no, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, it's 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 good, yeah, we're we're good, but you could tell that's not really yeah. how he was feeling about it he's like like he wanted to give them a piece of his mind he just didn't yeah uh I, and it's so like i can understand his feeling that way about almost everybody else and i can understand on the surface feeling that way about ted but like accidentally dosing yourself with mushrooms is not the same as having a panic attack like you don't that's that's your lack of understanding of what has happened in Ted's life in past and present that he had basically had a nervous breakdown mm-hmm. you know and you're judging about that you know i could i could clearly like be like see him being like what the fuck you don't read the scouting reports it's part of your job right <laughs> yes well that's true that's true. And, like, the same with Higgins, you know, like, yeah. like you said. He... Did you fuck that up? Like, this is your job. You're head of football operations. You messed up time zones? <laughs> exactly. But he did. But he had a similar reaction to Ted as well over yeah. the whole, like, panic attack thing. So very different situations. And maybe he should have been scoffing at two of them. But the one yeah. seemed irreverent. I guess. Yeah, just misplaced. All of it's misplaced, which is something he comes to the conclusion to. But um, just a lot of it, he just doesn't understand. He he doesn't know things. And and instead of asking questions, instead of being curious, he's being judgmental. Yes. And, you know, he's judging Ted for all of these things without understanding why those things have happened you know why did ted leave the locker room which i think is probably a big deciding factor in what he does next um because he thinks oh ted can't handle this um and i mean in a way he's right but like dude he left the locker room because he's like about to have a moment and he needs to call somebody and and to be vulnerable to them you know he can't really do that to anybody in that locker room. No, no, I agree. So, um, but there's going to be a lot of Nate talk. <laughs> so going forward. So much. We have, we're going to have a lot to say. <laughs> um, but 
next episode, I'm really, really hoping uh, we can make the timing work out uh, with my buddy Adam. Um, my schedule is going to be a little weird for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah. I'm going to be in the middle of moving. I'm actually getting the key to my place next Saturday. Oh, so good. I don't know what my next weekend's going to look like. Um, but we can play it by ear. Yeah, um, that's fine. All I know is I can't do Friday because we'll be right. recording Superman and Lois. But it's next week and the week after, and then we're done with Superman and Lois until season four. And that's a good plug. Uh, Tomorrow's Legends, the podcast, if you're watching Superman and Lois, which you should be, um, <laughs> they're about to wrap up their third season. It's been much like Ted Lasso, quite a fun and emotional journey. Um, I'm really interested to see where they go with all of this. Um, and with that certain character being back, I'm like, ooh, fun. Right? Um, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I really liked uh, how they they started to wrap up that storyline and seems like get to the point of introducing, uh, I mean, it's no secret, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for that. Uh, sad to hear about all the people that won't be, not won't be in next season, right? Won't be yeah, regulars. they're just not regulars. So, gotcha. yeah, I, I don't. I mean, the speculation the rumor has it is that the Kents will go to Metropolis, and so that makes sense, though. With, yeah. with them trying to, it, I, I love Smallville. Never made a shit ton of sense that Lex Luthor was bumming around Smallville. <laughs> agree. Yeah. So I think, I agree. I think this is kind of like a smart move and it, uh, so it, it pretty naturally just trims, trims the cast yeah. down. So yeah, they'll, there'd be some recurring or some guest spots, I think. But yeah, the only season regulars, the series regulars left are the, the Kent family and the, whoever's playing um, Lex Luthor. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, um, he'll be fun though. I I I love a good Lex Luthor man. Um, but yeah, if you if you're into all that, uh, Tomorrow's Legends. I did go see the Flash movie. It's okay. Um, so I haven't I'm, seen it yet. Yeah, if it comes up, um, not that anybody cares about my opinion. It's just <laughs> all right. Um, everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. Um, or hey, if you, I, I never plug this, if you want to read stuff that I write, because you're tired of listening to me talk, <laughs> um, themovieisle.com, I-S-L-E, like island. Um, and I, my buddy Adam runs that site. Um, so uh, I've been writing stuff there for a while. Uh, and I, ne I just never plug it because I'm terrible about plugging my own stuff. Um, we'll be back hopefully next week. Um, it just depends on the scheduling because <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> what my availability is going to be like because I have to travel. So yeah. um, we shall see. But the next episode, we're definitely talking about uh, Beard's Night Out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which oh. is, um, I, I actually, if we can't get the timing right with Adam, we may could just skip that episode <laughs> until he is free. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It has no... It's a bottle episode. I mean, yeah, it has no bearing on anything else. Yeah. Um, Other than the next episode where, like, Beard... I think Beard's, like, late or something into the next episode. And that's the only bearing it ever has. <laughs> yeah, that and the pants. 
Oh yeah, the pants. That's it. But that. But you're right. That's that's it. That's like the only kind of like continuation. But. Um, but we'll figure it out. Um, you know, so write and subscribe, and we'll show up in your feed, and uh, we'll might not be back next week, but we will be back very soon. Until then, thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Bye.